Welcome to Blessings in Christ. I'm Scott Roberts. We are a radio ministry striving to bring glory to the precious name of Jesus Christ and to bring joy into your life. We are also the Church of Christ. The Church of Christ is scriptural in name, scriptural in origin, scriptural in doctrine, and scriptural in practice. We also ask that you like us on Facebook and please contact us if you have any questions and enjoy the lesson today and have a wonderful weekend. I'm so happy as I travel on the bright road to glory land and I'm living so my life for Jesus will shine. I'm rejoicing as I'm singing traveling with the angel band there's no sorrow in my heart for Jesus is mine. Shouting and praising, voices are raising, glory divine. Going to glory, telling the story, Jesus is mine. I shall never repine. There is such gladness, gladness and the more sadness. Let the glory light shine. Singing and shouting, nevermore doubting. doubting. Loves the divine. Oh, what a love divine. Marching with the winners, calling to sinners. Jesus is mine. He is ever mine. Hated for heaven, sins are forgiven. I shall never repine. There is such gladness and the more sadness. Let the glory light shine. I have been given treasures in heaven. I'll not repine. I shall never repine. Onward I'm going. Happy I'm knowing. Jesus is knowing. Jesus is mine. Someday my labors will be over and I'll reach that happy shore. Where with friends and loved ones I own that I will die. I will forget my earthly trials as I join in that happy band. Singing and shouting on that shore for Jesus is mine. Shouting and praising, voices are raising. Glory divine. Oh, our glory divine. Going to glory, telling the story. Jesus is mine. Headed for heaven, heaven, sins are forgiven, on a three I shall never repine. There is such gladness and the more sadness. sadness. Glory Let the glory light shine. Singing and shouting, nevermore doubting. doubting. Loves the divine. Oh, what loves the divine. Marching with the winners, calling to sinners. Jesus is mine. He is ever mine. Headed for heaven, sins are forgiven, on a three I shall never repine. Sadness, sadness, glory light shine. Let the glory light shine. I have been given treasures in heaven. I'll not repine. I shall never repine. Homeward I'm going. Happy I'm knowing. Jesus is knowing. Jesus is mine. Jesus said heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away. You know, what God's has had recorded in this book that lays before us this morning is what's going to stand we're going to stand before of in the days of judgment no matter what uh, man may say no matter what man may do and, and we see in our country every day about it uh, something else changing and the thoughts of uh, man and it makes me uh, realize and understand more what Isaiah 
uh, recorded in the long ago what God said about man's thoughts and man's way. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. For my ways are so much higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, God knows all things. He knows the thoughts and intents of our heart. He knows what's, what's up here. You know, a lot of people uh, think they thump their chest about their heart. The heart of man's what's between his ears. And we realize that Jesus said it wasn't what went into a man's mouth that defiled him, it was what come out of his mouth. For what uh, went into a man, went, uh, as far as the food and, and that kind of stuff, went out through the process just like everything else. But what, we, uh, what comes out of our mouth is what we put up here. You know, that's why the Apostle Paul said to the young evangelist Timothy to study in 2 Timothy 2, uh, 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's a shame and a disgrace what a mess that this country's in. God has provided all things that we have need of uh, with this book, and he made it so simple. It says what it means, and it means what it says. Amen. And we can all understand it, and we can understand it alike if we want to. And why is there so many thousand different uh, religious organizations today? And that's not the, the half of it. Why is there so many different uh, buildings calling themselves churches of Christ and not preaching the doctrine of the church of Christ inside? Why are they not living as God would have them to live, you know? Uh, we have no right to change this book. Uh, we know that uh, most all of us believe in the plan of salvation, but what about the rest of the book? You know, uh, me and Brother Bob was talking, it's been some years back about uh, the liberal congregations and about going and teaching in them. And, and you know, I, I, to I told, told him, I said, Brock, if we baptize the whole world and then we don't, uh, continue to do what Jesus said in Matthew 28 uh, 19 beginning he said all power is given to me in heaven and earth go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you and along with you always even to the end of the world you know we got to teach them all things you know I understand you can't just uh, throw a, a whole bucket of it at them at one time teaching you know, we uh, realize that uh, when we are baptized into Christ, we're babes in Christ. And we're to desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. But we realize also that as we grow, just as we bring a baby into this world and we feed that baby milk, and there comes a time in that baby's life that we expect it to start eating solid food. And then we expect that baby to take on the meat. And that's the same way we do with the uh, uh, children of God. When they come into the church, we feed them the milk of the Word. Then we uh, gradually begin to teach them and, and teach them to observe all things, making them strong in the faith of God. And then I wonder uh, sometimes why it is that uh, we have heard and we have been preached to all our, all our lives. You know, I was raised in the Church of Christ. I don't know nothing else but the Church of Christ. Maybe not a whole lot. Maybe not everybody here is that way. But you know, uh, they they say, well, why is it that we're losing so many of our young people? Well, I don't know about here, because I haven't been here in a long time. But I know what's happening down home. Uh, these phones uh, and uh, uh, our young people. Even the young people that have obeyed the gospel a lot of times when they come to service, they bring their pop and their uh, 
crackers and uh, their knickknacks and their phones and uh, yeah, they they really I believe hurt enough to understand about obeying the, the plan of salvation. But I don't believe they ever heard a thing from that point on. You know, it, it's our responsibility as teachers. You know, the Apostle Paul told, told uh, 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 the young evangelist Timothy to preach the word in First Timothy. Uh, chapter 4 or 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 he said I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and dead that he is appearing in his kingdom preach the word be instant in season out of season reprove rebuke exhort with all long suffering doctrine for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they'll turn away their ears from the, the uh, faith and they'll be turned unto fables and that's exactly what people want today they want to be told a big story they want to be their their hearts to be tickled. They they want to be happy when they leave here. Let me tell you something. In John four twenty four, the Bible says that God's a spirit, and He seeketh such to worship Him, and we must worship Him in spirit and in truth. This that we're here to do this morning, and we've all already done it, uh, Brother Scott, of the lesson that that he brought. What can I add to it? I mean. Yes, we need to be thankful. But I, I want us to look at some things. Yes, we need to be thankful. Not proud. We need to be thankful for the things that God has blessed us with. We have heard the truth. We know what's coming to us. We know that we're going to stand before God in judgment and we're going to give an account of the deeds done in our body. There's a multitude of people out there today that don't know that. They think that they're all right. They think that God's going to say, just come on in. And they've never done the first thing that God commanded them to do to be saved. They've never done the first thing that God commanded them to do to, to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Proverbs, the 14th chapter, he says there in verse 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. And he goes on in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 25 to say the same thing. There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. The ways of man, it seem, this seemeth to be right. Well, is it right in the sight of God? Have we consulted God about the matter? Have we added God to our plans? You know, he's talking about being thankful and uh, understanding that... Uh, what happiness is. You know, in this same book, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 18, he said, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. You know, I'm thankful that God has blessed me to be where I am and who I am and to have fellowship with those of like precious faith and that fellowship with, with those people that, that actually care for my soul. A man may say that he cares uh, for your soul. And if he won't tell you the truth, he don't care for your soul. Right. He don't care for you or your soul. If I won't tell you the truth, I don't love you. No matter what it might be. You know, no matter what, what the situation may be. If I know the truth of the matter, I better tell you the truth. Because if I don't, you're going to perish for it, and so am I. Amen. At least if I tell you the truth, I've cleared myself. And I have that responsibility to save myself from this underworld generation. We all have that responsibility. 
You know, I can't save you and you can't save me, but we can cause uh, each one of us to, to be down for eternity. You know, or, or I can warn you and give you the choice. Now, happiness, it's not in the Bible, but uh, some give it this def definition. Happiness, happiness is not getting what you want, but wanting what you get. <coughs> you know, there's a lot of people get what they want and they're still not satisfied. You know, but if we want what we get, then we'll be satisfied with it. Blessings, <laughs> I've been, I've been blessed beyond being able to count my blessings, and I think all of us have. That's right. You know, we have a song in this songbook, number sixty-eight. Count your blessings, name them one by one. We quit singing that song. Because we can't count our blessings. I can't count my blessings. You can't count your blessings. God's blessed us beyond being able to count our blessings. He allowed His Son to die on the cross of Calvary for my sins and your sins and the sins of the whole world. And, and He allowed me the, the sense enough to understand His Word enough to obey the plan of salvation to realize that baptism, in baptism, I contact the blood of Christ. I understand that this morning, sitting here on this table is the body and blood of Christ. And I can understand the parable of Him feeding uh, thousands with a few loaves and a few fishes because His blood and, and His body is feeding us a spiritual food this morning as we examine ourselves and partake of this in a worthy manner. You know, and, and that's up to us. You know, I can't examine you and you can't examine me, but God knows each and every one of us' is heart this morning. He knows that we're partaking of this in a worthily manner. And it is put here for a worthily purpose. His son died and instituted this for all mankind, not just for a select few, but for all, Jew, Gentile, black, white, red, whatever the color may be. You know, there's so much said today about racial uh, things that ought not to be. You know, we realize that uh, the Jewish nation uh, was God's chosen people up until Christ died on that cross and was resurrected and established His church. And after that time, there was no more Jew or Gentile. He broke down the middle wall of patrician between us. You know, the Jews have never seen it that way, the majority of them. They still believe in a Jewish nation. They didn't accept Him then, they don't accept Him now, and they won't accept Him in the day of judgment. You know, whenever they crucified Christ, they said, let His blood be on our head and upon our children. And, and why is the Middle East in, in the uproar that is still in today? For that very same reason. They didn't accept Him then, they don't accept Him now, and they never will accept Him. But that ain't the sad part of it. The majority of the world won't accept Him. They won't accept the plain truth of the Bible. We need to realize and understand these things. I'd like for you, if you have your Bible with, with you at this time, to turn with me just for a short few minutes to Ecclesiastes, the 8th chapter. And I want to begin reading there uh, and read just a, a few verses. Uh, realizing and understanding uh, the importance of uh, the system that we have today and uh, obeying the laws of, of the land and most importantly, obeying God's laws. And why I think that the world and the church itself 
why I believe that the church itself is in the mess that it's in today. In Ecclesiastes, the 8th chapter, and beginning there uh, with verse 9, he says, All this have I seen, and applied my heart unto every work that is done under the sun. There is a time when one man ruleth over another to his own hurt. And so I saw the wicked buried, who had come and gone from the place of the, of the holy, and they were forgotten in the cities where they had so done. This is also vanity. And then he says, Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. And he says, Though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him, but it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. Now in Romans chapter 3 and verse 18, after the Apostle Paul wrote two chapters to the church at Rome, and he named all the sins that they had done, and, and even uh, admonished them in Romans chapter 1 in the last verse, he said, not only that commit these sins, but even them that have pleasure in them that do them, and then in verse 18 of chapter 3, he said the problem was there was no fear of God before the people's eyes. And that's the problem with people today. They don't believe, first of all, the majority of them don't believe that there is a God. And, and with all the proof that there is, like Brother Scott said this morning, that full moon, you know, that the sun gives the light to, you know, the stars that's hanging up there, the changing of the seasons, you know, everything that's around us proves that God created this. There is a God. The, the, the plain and simple fact that Hebrews 9.27 says it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. You know, there are people that's committing suicide, you know, uh, 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 knowing the, the time of their death, you know, uh, they lose their mind or whatever they do and take their own life. But still, God knows the length of my days. He knows the length of your days. And I hope that He gives me sense enough to know that if I take my own life, that I sure ain't going to see heaven. But these people today, they think that, you know, that uh, uh, these people have strapped all this uh, uh, demolitions on their body and blows up these buildings and kills all these people and that they're going, going to heaven. I'm afraid that they're going to be uh, surprised in the day of judgment like a lot of other people. But I've told people and you know and I tell people everywhere I go the atrocities that we've seen and we've read about and are recorded in our history books uh, are bad things. In the 30s late 30s and 40s up 42, 43 Hitler and, and the Japanese uh, killed millions everybody thought that was an atrocity and it was it was an atrocity 
It was a shame and it was a disgrace that these things happened. In our country today, I heard the other day, I don't remember where it was at, and Carol, me and Carol was talking about it, uh, 3,100 abortions a day in this country. 55 million babies have been killed since World War II. Uh, that's just a, a figure. They don't tell you how many more. Uh, and, and we think, you know, that what Hitler done was bad. You know, at least those babies have a chance. At least those children that Hitler and, and them exterminated have a chance. You know, people today are, are it, it, it's, but at, with all of that, somebody that will stand in the pulpit and tell you that the name doesn't matter. When Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Acts 4 and 24 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there are none other name under heaven given among men, whereby they must, we must be saved. When they'll tell you that baptism is not essential, when Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Jesus said that. And Jesus also said in John 12, 48, He said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him. The words that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. And he goes on to say in that chapter, He said, This is not my word, but the Father gave me a commandment. What I should say and what I should speak. So this is not just what Jesus said. This is what His Father, God Almighty, said for Him to speak. And we're rejecting God when we reject the teachings of the New Testament and the New Testament church. And the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, If any man be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write are what? The commandments of the Lord. Not what I think about it. Not what some other man thinks about it. It's what God thinks about it. These men were led by the Spirit to write these things down. It's been delivered in our hand. And you know something? When we open the pages of this book and we begin to read, it's as if, as if and, and as much as if the men were standing right here speaking it today. Because that, that's what it is. It's the Word of God. It's as if God's opened up the clouds and said, Hey, you! He's not going to do that. He did to them, them, those men. Paul was on his way to Damascus with letters to bind Christians and bring them back to be persecuted. And he was struck them down. And he was spoken to. But don't you expect God to just open up the kind and say, hey, you, he's not going to do that. He's given he's give us his word. And he's given us the ability to read it and to comprehend it, to understand it, to obey it. And in the day of judgment, there's not, not going to be any excuses. If we haven't done it, he's not going to say, well done. If we've done what he said for us too, we can be assured that that mansion is ours. And be thankful for it. You know, we had, uh, we've been studying in the book of John. And uh, when we're studying John, the 14th chapter there, where Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Uh, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. He was talking to his disciples. 
And he was assuring them that there was a place for those that would do what he commanded them to do. He was assuring them that uh, with uh, the work that was laying before them, that he had chosen them to do. You know, he chose these men, and he even choosing the 12 of them, he said one of them was a devil. He knew that Judas from the beginning, and he knows us. And, you know, heaven, how to describe heaven? You know, we realize that in Revelations it tells us about the streets of gold and the walls of jasper and, and uh, all the things that are, will be there. But when you can, if you can look and you can see the beauties that God created in, in the heavens and the earth and just imagine in, in your mind what a place heaven's going to be like. And to understand this, you know, I've, I, I've got to be an old man since I first come to this place. And the reason I say it say that is it's not funny but it is uh renita owns the house right across the road uh from us and uh in this past year she's had a lot of work done to it and siding put on it and seals put under it and the guy that was doing it uh we all got in the habit of calling him an old man he uh his son lives around the road from us and uh he works for his son and he done a lot of the work on on that house and uh, come to find out that uh, when I found out how old he was, I was older than he was. And we was all calling him an old man. But I have uh, become an old man since I started coming here. But understanding what a privilege that it is to have, have grown up, so to speak, with the church here and at Paintful and uh, uh, Carter City and there at home, and the responsibility that I have to my family and, and to the church. I haven't been here in a long time, and the reason for it is uh, uh, Tommy's, Brother Tommy's health is not what it used to be. Uh, I don't have uh, any idea. Uh, like I told some of the brethren uh, two weeks ago, uh, he informed me that the, the next Sunday, or three weeks ago, the next Sunday would be mine to preach. and. Uh, I was fine with that. I, ne I never uh, have had, since I quit going anywhere and preaching like painful and like I used to did, I've never had a set Sunday to preach. I just told him I was coming home and I would be ready on the Sundays. Every Sunday that I come in the door, I would be ready. If he wasn't able, then I would bring the lesson. And that was the first Sunday that I can remember since I've been uh, back home that he gave me a week's notice uh, that a Sunday was going to be mine to preach. But anyway, uh, last Sunday, he didn't give me no notice. On Sunday morning, he said, you got anything that, that you're going to speak to us about today? So that's just the way that it's been. And I go prepared to, to preach every Lord's Day, and, and I don't have opportunity to uh, just up and leave because I don't know what Sunday that he's going to feel like preaching and what Sunday that he don't. So this Sunday, being the fifth Sunday, and Brother Scott being down with us not long ago, I, I had forgot that you said that you was up here on the fifth Sunday, and I didn't come to take your place today either. Uh, but uh, the thing about it was, this Sunday being the fifth Sunday, Brother Tom's brother, Bub, usually does our uh, service on the fifth Sunday and uh, does the preaching. And I told him last Lord's Day evening, I said, now, Bub, 
I don't want you to think that I'm walking off and leaving you. I said, I'm not. I said, you, I know you can handle it next Sunday, and I ain't going to be here. So I, that's, that's why I'm here this morning. Uh, I, I don't get to travel like I used to. Uh, them grand youngins coming along uh, had a lot to do with our traveling, too. Uh, we didn't get to travel much uh, and, and didn't want to travel a whole lot because if we was gone somewhere, we missed seeing them on Lord's Day where they don't live with us or that close to us. But it is... There is a God and only one who made the earth and sun. He made all things, created man. 